For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about podcasts. Scary carnival. Very many Monday chunkies. I'm Carter and I'm shook. I'm Doge, and have you ever wondered what it would be like if a scary carnival barker tried to sing a song while he was on a rickety wooden roller coaster? <laughs> I'm Jordan, and I knew what was happening the whole time. Oh, it was terrifying. <laughs> Guys, we're oh back gosh. to the old, we are back to an old-fashioned, certified mini Monday. We're back on our BS, as We're back say. on it. My first mm. question for you, I, I don't think it would feel uh, demeaning to just not talk mm. about Loki at all. After chewing on the uh, god of mischief here for a, a few extra days now. Uh, do you feel the same way about Loki as you did before? And how do you feel about that season? Bangers all the way down. Um, still feel great about it. Still love it. Mash all the way down for me, actually. So it's just bangers, bangers and, mash and mash for both of us. Mm. But no, yeah, awesome. it's it's great. I still yeah. think it's the best of the Disney Plus shows. Yeah, I think so too. Think so too. It's, inter- it's always interesting to see kind of the life that a show has even after it's done. Yeah. On the online, especially, and there are still so many things. Talk, there's uh, instantly talks about season two, many of them about Sylvie, and, and it's really fun to kind of dive in and look at that stuff. What I want did to dive see, into. Did you see Kate Heron's not coming back for season two, though? The director is really? a different director, yeah. Interesting. That's kind of a bummer. It It is kind of a bummer. It kind of feels, uh, it's hard not to read between the lines into like, oh, thanks for playing with this new toy for us to see if it works. We'll take it from here. Yeah. But. You know, I, I hope that it's because she's doing something else with Marvel that she can't tell us about yet. Yeah. Speaking of something else with Marvel, uh, there are almost always, it feels like for sure monthly, even weekly, there are announcements about either current or future or past uh, MCU events, which uh, I think are, there's probably currently tons of articles written about it and there will be for a long time in terms of the movie and TV world. But uh, the MCU has uh, such a saturation on the movie business right now in terms of the content that's out there to consume. But uh, they have recently hired, uh, this was something I shared in our Discord chat, but there has recently been a hire for uh, Blade coming Mm. out. One of the writers, one of the main writers of uh, Watchmen. If you ever watched The Watchmen, which was on HBO. Who does? uh, Who who watches watches Watchmen? That's the whole thing of it. Um, They've got a writer for that. And they have a director too, who's not super well-known, but that's not concerning uh, if you're an MCU fan, because- those tend to work out pretty well. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, Chloe it's Zhao was the okay. same way. Like they hired her years before she got an Oscar. So <laughs> they kind of call her <laughs> shot sometimes. But yeah. um, something that's just so exciting. And I honestly, it feels like you can just feel the energy in the air here in mid to late July, even amidst rumors of the Delta variants uh, uh, influence on the movie business. I still think we're going to have the box office. I think this is going to happen, yeah. especially here in the States. And it's just been a fun, 
last few days for Chin Chunks and a Hunk. Oh my goodness. Over in Discord, um, one of our Chunkies who's over in Discord, which by the way, the $5 tier of Two Chunks and a Hunk Patreon is quickly becoming one of the best values, (laughs) one of the best investments you can make because there is so much content that they are open to over there with our with our chunkiest of chunkies. But uh, we have started a season. So if you've ever heard before uh, on this podcast, Box Office Ball, the game remains, but it's a little bit different. We kind of had a shaky, honestly, year and a half. Box Office Ball was almost as old as Mini Monday. Box Office no. Ball has been around for a while. Wait, can you do me a favor real quick? What was the name of that game again? Box Office Ball. It's Box Office Ball. Uh, it, it's been around for a while, and a lot of it was. It's it's honestly so appropriate too that in the middle of Olympics, Carter's choice in a in a sportsy world of two chunks, uh, that box office ball is gaining so much new steam yeah. because it's something that I uh, had made up with an affinity for fantasy sports, and then also marrying that with movies. Now, there's a lot of things out there. There actually are a lot of fantasy movie leagues out there, but a lot of the times those are very much. Uh, movie-centric. So really what you're doing is you're picking a lineup, one of the more famous ones called the Fantasy Movie League, uh, which is actually a branch of an analyst that's on ESPN, one of their senior analysts. Uh, The Fantasy Movie League, I think, has six to eight slots that on a weekly basis, you have a certain amount of allotted money, a certain amount of budget to put movies into that slot, and then you uh, essentially are winning based off of the purse, all the money that is made in the worldwide box office. With Box Office Ball... It is character-centric. It is actor-centric. And so that is two chunks spin on that in which we have rosters of four actors or actresses. Uh, and those teams uh, go through that season, which our season starts July 23rd. And I'll tell you a little bit why we picked that date and ends on January 7th. So we're going to have essentially a semester. So we'll have uh, two seasons every year, a spring and a fall every year. So fall 2021 uh, these teams each will make money based off of those credited actors in your roster and in those movies. And so box office ball, there was, I can't believe how quickly all this stuff came together, guys. We had yeah. <laughs> one of our one of our uh, chunkies mentioned it. And I said, you know what? Honestly, I've been thinking about this. I put together a document and I said, all of those willing jump on in. Uh, and I almost shot myself in the foot. <laughs> we almost <laughs> did something that was, it was uh, almost uh, unwranglable. Uh, I couldn't wrangle it. I couldn't think of a good word for that. But like 14 That people, word itself. Mm, like mm-hmm. imagine, so we went from three, which it was just a fun thing for us to do and have our draft live, to 14 people. So 11 of our chunkies on that Patreon level decided to opt in. And they weren't just opting in just for the heck of it. Like these, they're all legitimate. Like it was so interesting to see the drafting process. And our draft took, you know, four or five days because we wanted to have plenty of time. Uh, I'm sure the guys will share with you the the stresses that come with oh, uh, the what feels like, uh, yeah. I think, Jordan, you were saying before we started recording, season zero, honestly. Of right, yeah. Box office ball. But we have 14 teams, and I want to spend a lot of time today, uh, kind of a primer for the next uh, couple of months in detail. Uh, but honestly, for this season, the reason that we picked July 23rd is that tends to be uh, or it is at least for the year 2021, uh, a movie, some movies are coming out on the 23rd that I thought might be attractive to people. And so part of Box Office Ball is you're earning the money from that actor uh, within the movies that are released within that time frame. So yeah. that means, unfortunately, because of COVID, Fast 9 is off the table. 
Um, Black Widow's off the table. Space Jam 2 is off the table, which just passed Black Widow. That's why I bring it up, even though it's a boo-boo movie. That's insane. Yeah, the worst thing about Space Jam 2 is that Space Jam exists. So Mm. um, it's pretty bad. But what I want to do first is I want to go through and let's talk about our teams. I have the third. I'll go, we'll go in our pick order, okay? Okay. Uh, So we'll kind of go back and we'll still kind of snake as if when we were drafting. But I have the third pick, okay? Third of 14, third felt good. And what felt to me, uh, be it trash talk or not, feels like to me what I thought was the best pick in let's, the draft. Let's back up because you're being modest on on purpose and I appreciate that, but I'll brag for you. Um, somehow in third place, you managed to snag the best pick of the entire thing. The best, the best pick I, of this season. I think for most people, your first pick was the first name written down. Yeah, I so when you're looking at box office ball, it's interesting because strategy is is a fledgling right now. Like strategy is this thing that some people, especially those in our Discord, were realizing understand the concept of the game and they're developing their own strategies and there's still so much room to do whatever you want. There's so yeah. much room to figure out what is best. We had several that just picked, uh, I'm going to try and get as many movies as possible within this time frame to make money. And then those that say, I'm going to try and hit every blockbuster. Zendaya, who was my first pick, has two uh, legitimate, even though one of them might be projected for quite a bit more right now. I know there's a little hesitation about how much money will Dune make. That's a question mark amidst question marks. But Dune and Spider-Man No Way Home, okay? So I picked Zendaya, knowing that Spider-Man releases December 22nd, but knowing that, hey, I bet within the first two and a half weeks... Spider-Man No Way Home is going to make more money than a lot of these movies that maybe get released in August will make by the time January 7th rolls around. So could not believe, and I wonder what the the amount of seconds was between pick two (laughs) and pick three. I could not believe Zendaya was there. I called her my maiden, my muse, my Michi. Mm -hmm. There she was, Zendaya. I was Mm -hmm. ecstatic. Zendaya was my first pick. All of a sudden, I have two of the biggest... Maybe two, maybe the two biggest buzzed about movies of the year and one actress, which by the way, Zendaya is taking over the world right now. So Completely. Yes. thank you, Zendaya. Welcome to the team. The next pickup right after me, which yeah. was a fun dynamic, was Doge. Who'd you grab? I was next at number four. I grabbed my boy, Rafe Fiennes. Uh, Such a good, that was a great pick. One of the biggest and one of the most mediumist movies of the year. I got <laughs> uh, James Bond, No Time to Die, and I got The King's Man, which I will be going to see, and I hope several billion of my friends will also be going to see. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's and valid. that's the thing. That's so funny. I think one of the things that's fun about Box Office Ball is uh, in a much more intimate way that I know I'm particularly used to, you're realizing how much some people are working. Yeah, (laughs) for real. There's like, uh, one of the things that's tough and we might see in later rounds is you start to make picks of just one person. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) a person that's in one movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. You later find too that, I I got mad at Chloe Zhao because I was like, you just shut these people down. Like it felt like anyone that was in, except two people that were in Eternals were only in Eternals. Yep. In that time frame, because she just, it felt like she was like, no, 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 we're doing this. So, yes. Uh, Jordan, what was your first pick? You were what pick? Nine? I was seven. Seven. Okay. Seven or 14. I right seven in the middle. It's a good place to be. Now, before before I reveal my first pick, I want to paint a picture, if I may. What does a name mean? Mm, a rose by any other would still smell as sweet. You know, that's what I've always said. That's true. That's true, does you? What does a name mean? There are names... That bring feelings, names that bring emotions, names that bring memories. Santa Claus, for instance. 
Um, <laughs> Richard Nixon uh, is a name that everybody. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Both of those are names. Those are names. Uh, John Krasinski for some people, maybe. Is yeah. Name. Um, three for three. There was one name that I knew. It was a back pocket name for me, a name that I, um, I had locked and loaded, thinking myself a clever boy, um, seeing that this, this, this gentleman uh, was in multiple things that could bring in pretty fat stacks this year, thinking I had it locked down, had Big planned time. most of my draft around locking this person down, and then um, just taking easy picks for the rest because I could bring in enough. You know, It was my Zendaya pick, but secretive, essentially. Yes. A name is David Desmalchian. Uh, known for a lot of his work with Denis Villeneuve, among other things. He usually plays uh, Your favorite people. director. Um, yes, yes. And he was going to come back for me in a big way with uh, Dune and with Suicide Squad and I believe one other project this year that could at least bring in some cash. And shout out to Adam Rader for ruining my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Adam Rader. Shout out. Adam Rader is part of our Discord channel and he is a heck of a competitor in box office ball. Um, I... He it was right before me. He's pick number six, and he stole he stole David right from underneath me, and I was devastated. Oof. I Oof. had just finished telling Callie it's perfect because nobody knows who he is, and then I my phone buzzed. <laughs> it's like, dude, I was I'm saving him. I was saving him for round two. I was yeah. so confident we were gonna get all the way through the order almost two entire times. Yeah, <laughs> then he was still gonna be, be like, there. Hey, ding dongs, guess who I got? <laughs> that yeah. that pick will go into my memory for uh, maybe the history of box office ball is the moment I had a true recognition that, oh, dude is legit. There's 100%. definitely enough, There's enough of a concept of the game out there that people can pretty much figure out what is right. The moment <laughs> Adam sent that name, I was like, yo, and also, yikes. I yeah. need to buckle down and batten the hatches. Yeah. So with all that said, I'm very happy with my first pick. Uh, this one also for me falls under the category of like, can't believe I got there first, weirdly. Um, but my first pick is Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, uh, right. specifically Good because uh, I would like to get that Shang Chi money. Uh, but also, she's in an animated movie called Blazing Samurai, which looks terrible. Which means it's going to get so much money from fans. Yeah, yeah. For so sure. uh, I was pretty happy, dude. If, if Blazing Samurai comes out around Thanksgiving, you might take the bag with that awful movie that parents are going to pay for, <laughs> basically to be Just a babysitter to be the for house. their kids. Yeah. yeah. Hey, bingo. Yeah. If I may. That is yep. just to get out of the house. That is, in fact, the goal. So we'll what snake it. Tell pick, us Jordan. about round two, Jordan. My second pick, because it snuck, it snaked it back around to me eventually, is, of course, uh, well, he's all about that paper boy, I think is what's most important <laughs> to note about him. That uh, Mr. Brian Tyree Henry, uh, playing uh, one of the named characters in Eternals more Marvel money, as well as a voice in the uh, motion picture animated again, Vivo, yeah. uh, starring Lin-Manuel Miranda, Zoe Saldana, Michael Rooker, Nicole Byer, Gloria yeah. Estefan is in this flick. Phenomenal. Uh, Phenomenal. So basically, these are two people in a row who got me Marvel money and hopefully uh, parents who don't have any better judgment. Can I, can I ruin your life with sure. Vivo? Sure. I was going to try to get Vivo. And then I saw on their Wikipedia, on April 26th, 2021, Sony announced the cancellation of the film's theatrical release and licensed the film to Netflix. The film is scheduled to be released on Netflix at a yet-to-be-determined date. Oh, dunk. You, for real? For real. I did not, I did not for know real. this. Rest ah. in peace. Rest in peace, Vivo. 
Vivo another day, Vivo. Well, uh, thankfully, most of my eggs were not in the animated film Bastards. They were, you know, I think think Eternals is going to do more than Vivo would have (laughs) done anyway, so so he's still a good pick. (laughs) I think so, too. You know, Vivo was the icing on the Brian Tyree Henry cake. Sure, sure, sure. But that is devastating news. Yeah, Eternals is in an interesting spot of the year because we're going to have uh, a legitimate like new MCU character introduced to us in Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. which was your Michelle Yeoh pick before that. And I really do think there is a chance for some great cross-section of momentum there. And I think Eternals is going to make, I think, more money than people expect, which is weird to say about an MCU movie. I See, so I don't know, though. I intentionally did not pick up Eternals because yeah. Chloe Zhao is on the outs with China, or at least was this spring because she made comments that have been interpreted to be critical of the country. And so Eternals was for a while banned from theatrical release in China. It's that's tough, currently huh? unclear if it will so release that's overseas. That's a valid concern so for sure. But this is where this is where all of the technique and the uh the game planning really comes right? into play in box office ball with all of these people because there is every chance that you made the right call or a devastating call. Or, the, or that I gambled and didn't get Eternals and I'm going to come in last place because I don't have it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. so it's just so tough with this many people. Like we're going to get to it, but I have a pick on my list who is in one movie and I chose them for that one movie because there's no universe where I could afford to not get that one movie. Yeah. I'm the same and way. if I chose wrong on that one movie, if something happens and it gets pushed, I mean, that's a quarter realistically of my earnings down the drain. It's yep. tough. Yeah. The Delta variant looms over all of it too. Yes, true. So, such a true. The strategy was was shocking. Like I kind of, I, I think because it's only been the three of us ever playing this game, I was like, okay, there's probably only like three or maybe four ways to play it. I think every single person in our draft brought a different strategy, but big time. I'm glad who none was, of their strategies knocked out my second round pick. I discovered this individual while I was at a restaurant eating fajitas Crazy. with my wife, and I said to her. I'm going to explode if somebody picks this before me. And I had to wait almost 12 hours to make this pick. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) My round two pick is Gloria Bishop, who I have never heard of, but is credited in Spider-Man No Way Home, a movie called Vacation Friends, a movie called Samaritan. She has uh, uncredited, but so basically the scenes have been shot and it's unclear if they'll be in the final cut of the film or not. Uh, roles in Respect, the Aretha Franklin mm-hmm. biopic, and That's in Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, both of those wow. are going to make a lot of money. Yes. So Gloria Bishop was a, the, the she's got the most movies of anybody on my team. She's got five movies that she could bring in. Granted, yeah. wow. I think one of them is going to do over 800 million. The other are going to sit around that 250, 150 yeah. million range. Yeah. Which is so funny to talk about that being insignificant. Well, there is, <laughs> right. there is that just part of me that's like- million. There's that part of me that's like, do you think Respect is going to do Bohemian Rhapsody money and make $900 million? But I don't think it will. I think it could. I think it's going to do uh, Ray money, uh, factored in with inflation. Yeah. I think Jennifer Hudson is a shoe-in for the Oscar for Best Actress. No year, doubt. To, no be doubt. Honest, yeah. to be honest. She's already won one. Why not another? With the was most, it for Cats? The most iconic. Yeah, it was for Cats. Yeah. Uh, my second pick was, it's, it's a great... Uh, Great draft for the movie Crazy Rich Asians, at least over in Carter yeah, World. No, I know Michelle yeah, really has is. too. But Aquafina is my next pick. Uh, she tends, she's doing a lot right now. Uh, she's specifically, mainly my main pick for Shang-Chi and mm-hmm. The Legend yep. of the Ten Rings. Uh, but she's also in a movie, and this brings up an interesting thing. So sometimes you have your A-listers that are in these movies. Fall release movies are interesting because 
Oscar movies, which a majority of them tend to not be the box office busting kind of scenarios, uh, are it's being changed. I think ever since we started getting, uh, I honestly, I feel like Lord of the Rings was one of the first to do that because Star Wars was an anomaly when it came out because, you know, you were getting the special effects and we had the the uh, sound and mixing and all that kind of stuff. But then Lord of the Rings came around and Ian McKellen actually got a, a, a role where he was nominated in this movie that was a blockbuster movie and it was also an Oscar-nominated uh, movie for multiple other things. But regardless, Aquafina is in a movie called Swan Song. Have y'all seen that? No. It sounds, I saw that she's in it. It sounds interesting. Do you have, is that going to be streaming too? <laughs> yeah, it's Apple TV+. Plus. It's for 100%. Yeah. So Swan Song is we out. Both Doge did better research than both of us. Mm, we I just keep still talking about it. Also, I got locked uh, on that word uh, for some reason. <laughs> loving husband and father diagnosed with a terminal illness is presented with a controversial alternative solution to replace himself with a carbon copy clone. Yikes. So if anything, it's worth bringing this up. This cast is uh, killer. Drama, sci-fi, Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Glenn Close, uh, Aquafina. If so I can just say, and watch. I don't mean to deflate any of our box office ball opponents who may have overlooked this movie or anything like that, but if, in my opinion, Shang-Chi is the one movie you had to have to stay competitive. Because I, I disagree think, completely. I think it's going to do numbers. Oh, I disagree completely. Ooh, this is good. I mean, it's, it's going to do numbers. Juice. It's going to do numbers for sure. I think the highest grossing movie of the fall is going to be Spider-Man No Way Home. I think that is going to be the second highest grossing movie of the fall. You think Shang-Chi is going to make more than that? Globally, I do. Okay. And we've got more time for Shang-Chi to make money in our season than we do for Spider-Man. So That's also true. Yeah. There you go. My yep. third pick was Andrew Chang. So <laughs> this is my Gloria Bishop pick, right? Uh, Andrew Chang is credited in No Time No Time to Die, which Bond films historically, especially the Daniel Craig era, make a ton of money. They do. Dude, I'm uh, bang, I'm thinking this is going to be a billion dollar movie. They flirt with billions often and have and have eclipsed that mark more than once. So we have him in there and then we also have The King's Man. So you're not alone, Doge. I'm pulling he's, for the King's Man. He's going to do the exact same numbers as Ray Fiennes. Because we, have, we have them in those yes. two movies. <laughs> so, yes. So, <laughs> Andrew Chang and Ray Fiennes. Dude, maybe they the rode together. Same. I could have. Same amount of money. Ray was probably like, I, I got to stop by King's Man after this. Can you come? And the guy was like, Andy was like, oh, yeah, yes. sure. Fine. Let's go. Let's both do and it. And in his excitement, Rafe said, <laughs> my Doge, third, third, my third pick is one Mr. James William Ballard, bringing me credited roles in Suicide Squad, Jungle Cruise, Crime Story, and Red Notice, which is a direct to Netflix film. Although they have in the past enjoyed a limited theatrical release, you just dunked all over my Vivo dreams, and so then hope, you turn around for your movie, and you're Vivo. like, "Oh, there's maybe some there's, hopes. <laughs> oh, but for me, it's different." <laughs> It's, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, and uh, Dwayne. The Rock. The oh, Rock. It's so, like, the Rock movies. So. They're going to put it in some little theater in LA to make a cool 500 mil over a weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> you hope. Probably true. Hopefully. Please do it, Netflix. If you're listening, please do that. <laughs> uh, my third pick, uh, mainly for his role in The Suicide Squad, uh, but also uh, a little... Uh, an kind of interesting Western, actually. Uh, also starring Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. It's very interesting. I I'm kind of 
I'm kind of wanting to see it. I hadn't heard of it. Called The Heart of They Fall. Uh, yep. Idris Elba is yep. my third pick. Um, I, I just, I mostly wanted Suicide Squad money there. So talk me through, watch. Jordan. I would love to talk, because Carter said, before, I don't know if we were recording yet, that he avoided Suicide Squad because of the HBO Max simultaneous release. You and I both did not avoid Suicide Squad. Correct. Suicide Squad was, to me, a movie that I chose over Eternals. I think it's, I think it will do more than Eternals. Yeah, I, I think it could. I don't, I don't know that I think it's going to do more than the Eternals, but I think it's okay. going to put up some serious numbers. For me, the choice just came down to, um, I think that assuming that everything has not been slammed on the brakes by the Delta variant by that point, I think we can just assume that people want to be in a movie theater right now for the most part. Yeah. Um, and we'll continue to want to be in a movie theater as time goes on, maybe even more. So I, I yeah. just think that I think that a lot of these movies are going to be hurt by streaming. Yeah. So it didn't play that much unless it was exclusively streaming, which I tried to avoid and clearly didn't do a great job with Vivo. <laughs> but unless it was exclusively streaming, I just didn't really let streaming dissuade me that much because I think like a simultaneous release. Be, yeah. yeah I, I just feel like. Yeah virtually every movie, even if it doesn't have a streaming release, is going to be affected by the fact that I could just watch this other movie at home. I'm yeah. curious how that will affect Jungle Cruise. Because Jungle Cruise is a pay to stream. You know, it's not like, because HBO Max, I think is cutting the legs out from Suicide Squad and probably Dune because they're just coming out the same day for subscribers who already have it. The Disney Plus simultaneous releases, I'm a little bit less worried about because you have to pay 30 bucks to be able to watch that. But then Carter was just sure. sharing some Black Widow stats with us before we started recording or maybe at the beginning of this episode. I don't know, man. Predicting and projecting for these it's movies tough. It's was a weird so year. difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a weird year. There'll definitely be years that have a certain level of, a, a higher level of certainty going into them in box office ball. But this one was yeah. tough. So, Jordan, it's your turn to tell us your fourth pick, right? Yeah, well, it circles back around to me. My fourth pick exclusively only and thank goodness because he's in nothing else I only wanted Spider-Man money here I knew I had to have it Jacob Batalone you have to um, aka Ned Leeds from the Spider-Man movies in fact the reason I picked him there were a couple other minor actors in the Spider-Man movie that have other credits but all I could in my head I got this vision of watching Spider-Man No Way Home and reading the credits desperately for some random name (laughs) I picked realizing you missed it. it And losing the money. So Jacob was exclusively a pick for me to go checkmate, seen him in the trailer. Yep. It's going to be great. I had a similar experience with my fourth pick, uh, which is Mr. Timothy Roth, because I know that Abomination is in Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings. The reason I chose to go Shang-Chi over Eternals is because Shang-Chi is the next Marvel movie that releases. It releases before Eternals. And I happen to know from keeping up with Marvel that they are clearly building towards some sort of government version of the Avengers. And there's a chance we could be recruiting Tim Roth to fill that Hulk-sized role, which means there's a chance Tim Roth could be in post credit scenes in the other two Marvel movies that come out this year, which means I might be able to also pick up Eternals with Tim Roth. Realistically, I just wanted the Shang-Chi dollars. Yeah. Hey, that's real quick. Sorry, before we move on, I just want to, I can hear people typing. When I said I've seen Ned in the trailer for No Way Home, I meant the title reveal with him and Zendaya and yeah, Tom Holland. And Tom, yeah. I know there's not a trailer out yet. Stop Maybe. typing. Dude, hopefully. We're <laughs> yeah, recording this. Be. We're recording we're this recording about early. a week before it releases. Hopefully there's a trailer out and we've seen Ned in it and also Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina. Yeah, it could be. 
Yeah, yeah. That's one of the fun things about the MCU is because it it is box office dollars. I I made sure to get every MCU movie on my team for the reason of it of it making even the ones that were considered not as successful were making upwards of seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah. Right. So the MCU yeah. has a stranglehold, uh, or at least the biggest one, on the box office. And so a fun dynamic of that is. There were parts of me with this fourth pick, and it ended up being one of the last picks of the entire draft to be like, I'm just going to, let's just Samuel L. Jackson, Tom Hiddleston. I'm just going to be like, who do I think is going to yeah. be the post-credit master, getting credits after the fact, taking that massive risk? And I decided I just couldn't because I still didn't have any money for the Eternals. And mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to guarantee that. Uh, I even looked up things like, I knew Kurt Russell has been rumored to be in the Eternals because Ego is mm. essentially within that same family. Uh, Josh Brolin had been picked by my brother-in-law, but that felt, attract- that felt attractive to me. I already had Dune money, though, because I think Thanos mm. might be in that movie. Anyways, Josh Brolin's a slam dunk pick, too, by the way. Yeah, it's a good really pick. It's a great, it's a very, very good pick. Uh, but I decided to go with uh, my, I, I mean, I'm just absolutely literally in love with my team. Yeah. <laughs> Jimma Chan. Uh, to to pick her because I the the little bit of risk there and again I told you Chloe Zhao just kind of told everybody to not do any other projects hardly if you're <laughs> if you're filming for uh, the Eternals but Jimma Chan has a movie that doesn't even have a release date and is in post production but my hopes are <laughs> that it just shows up near the end of the the year right these are the kind of risks you might take with the very last pick. Yeah. But she has a movie coming out that seems so interesting. And it is directed by Olivia Wilde, who actually, yes. in her directorial debut, had a great movie in Booksmart. Booksmart was incredible. It had a yeah. lot of critical and audience acclaim. Booksmart's a great but movie. But she has a movie coming out. Jimmy Chan is going to be in a movie called uh, Don't Worry, Darling. And this is really interesting. It is a 1950s. Uh, it's considered uh, many genres right now, uh, including crime, drama, horror, mystery, thriller. This is all on IMDb. But it is uh, directed by Olivia Wilde, and it's a 1950s housewife living with her husband in a utopian experimental community begins to worry that his glamorous company may be hiding disturbing secrets. The cast include Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pine, Jimmy Chan, uh, Harry Styles, Nick Kroll. Like, this is stupid Yeah, good. Like, it looks so incredibly interesting. And so yeah. I just thought... This is going to be really attractive. If it's a Christmas, I'm hoping for a Christmas release. It's probably more likely that it will be uh, around Valentine's Day. Mm, It'll yeah. be probably in early to mid-February. But now, given the chances there, it's a couple hundred million maybe if it lasts a couple weeks. There are a few of us that would uh, come into a bit of a financial windfall here if uh, Crazy Rich Asians 2 was just secretly released <laughs> towards the end I of mean, this year. Do you think Tim Roth is going to be in that? That would be probably. great for me. It is Almost very likely. Uh, <laughs> are there any movies that if you had a fifth team member, are there any movies that you're like, crap, I wish I had that one? Uh, Jungle you Cruise is going to do numbers. I didn't get Jungle yeah. Cruise, but it's going gonna, it's so, gonna to put up fat stacks. Like a sleeper movie. So like outside of, it feels like a, a relatively obvious answer to say, you know, Jungle Cruise or Suicide Squad. Those are yeah. two big ones I don't have. Ryan Reynolds movie. But, What's his free guy is probably going to free guy. some cash. Yeah, I, some dollars. I, I honestly feel like respect is going to make so much money. Yeah, yeah. I hope so, man. Uh, because, I hope so. uh, yeah, Aretha Franklin is is uh, a worldwide character, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be huge. I think it has a ton of potential. So as we wrap up this episode, I want to do a little bit of yes or pass. Mm. 
and still within the realm, stay within the realm of box office ball. Again, that was a review of our fall 2021 season. Uh, I am incredibly excited for it. As someone who's been playing fantasy sports for over a decade, this is some of the most uh, uh, exciting moments I've had uh, to start a season. Something that's yeah. attractive about box office ball too is all of a sudden you're invested in movies you might not have been. I know that mm-hmm. blockbusters are attractive, but I, I, I guarantee you, uh, you can you can help firsthand that that movie make at least fifteen dollars, oh, right? Yeah, yep. <laughs> going to the theaters to see that movie <laughs> is only helping your team. So, uh, I want to do a little bit of a primer here for July and August. We talk about the box office ball or the box office ball, the box office opening up soon, mm-hmm. uh, or or at least becoming much more of a big deal. Black Widow was amazing. We watched that. Uh, I got to see that in theaters. I saw Fast Nine with these guys, and that was a kind of surreal moment and kind of a celebration mm-hmm. uh, moment in terms of the experience, not necessarily the movie. You can listen <laughs> to that episode if you want. But to, uh, July 23rd, so this coming uh, Friday, or actually last mm-hmm. Friday. Three days ago. Three days ago, uh, M. Night, Sh- M. Night Shyamalan is taking a shot. Uh, he is trying to come back. You can't fault the guy for being consistent and still trying to work. I thought his career was over at the last Airbender, but it wasn't. He's fascinating to me with a regression of how he started and where he's at and where he's maybe trying to dig out of. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever get back to the heydays of the sixth sense and uh, signs and the village. And it's kind of started to go down around that time. But he has a movie coming out called Old. And if you've been to the theaters or if you've watched anything, uh, advertising, monies, yeah. advertising monies have been spent out the wazoo for old. It looks terrifying, interesting, and full of mystery. M. Night Shyamalan movie. Old was actually a movie that one of the last picks, we had an actress from there who was featured in Jojo Rabbit uh, that was picked for old. Thomas and McKinsey. Thomas and McKinsey, who is really cool, and I think she is definitely somebody to watch. Yep. The same day, we have released Snake Eyes. It's the movie nobody asked for, but I bet it makes about $400 or $500 hey, million. Dollars. straight up, did anybody in our box office... Ball le- I nobody. don't think anybody I don't think, picked, so. I don't think anybody got Snake Eyes. Nobody. <laughs> so. This is 14 uh, more than semi-educated people about movies. And nobody <laughs> Everybody was this. like, I don't think so. <laughs> but on, that, on the, on the uh, Crazy Rich Asians train, Henry Golding is playing the lead in that. Yeah. Snake Eyes, but that's coming out and is definitely worth noting. July 30th is another big day. We're going to get a lot of this. It's something that was already pretty consistent uh, with how lucrative the movie business is right now, but especially this year, especially this fall and likely into the spring, we might see some ripple effect of this for a long time, not too long, but we're going to get a ton of movies on the same day. A lot of the times in movie theatrical releases, people are trying not to compete with another big movie, Yeah, but it's going to be kind of unavoidable for the sake of making money, for the sake of getting some money back for what you've been producing. But on July 30th, probably lesser known, is uh, a Matt Damon-helmed flick called Stillwater that's about uh, a father going from Oklahoma to France to help his estranged daughter who's in prison for a murder she claims she didn't commit. Starting to kind of see some trailers for that. Abigail Breslin is playing his daughter. Uh, But it's a Matt Damon flick, and it's at least worth mentioning. So far, it's a triple pass for me, just as long as we're— Yeah, sorry about that. Yes, Everything we've talked about so far in this has been a a pass for me. I'm a pass on every single one of these movies. Yeah. Uh, I might see old. I might see old. If it's uh, if I but a yes or pass. Up next though is Jungle Cruise. Sorry, Stillwater. Jungle Cruise is coming out on July 30th as well. It's a yes for me. Uh, it's a yes I, for me as well. I would love to go to the theaters for it if I can. Re- if I'm starting to realize, hey, entertainment budget is hurting because of all these wonderful things that are happening. Maybe it ends up being something that goes to a stream for me. I love both of these 
uh, actors. I missed Dwayne The Rock Johnson from F9, mm -hmm. and anything Emily Blunt touches uh, is usually something I enjoy incredibly. I love them a, both, I've, and it's a pass. I think it's going to be a really bad movie. I think it's going to be bad. I've got a gift card to the movies, and it's to like movie house and eatery, like where you can order food and all that stuff. It's an easy date night. I don't have to pay for hey, it. And it'll be careful. fun enough to turn my brain off. Be careful yep. because those, uh, th that particular chain of theaters and Studio Movie Grill, their TV, their movie screens are just iPads, uh, iPad movies oh, yeah. duct taped to the wall in a hey, fully Also, room. my neighbor is mowing right now. Can you guys hear that at all? Yeah. Love it. Thanks. I appreciate Whatever. it. It happens. We live in the real world. We do. Also coming out on the same day. I'm going to shoot my shot and say it's a pass all around. The Green Knight, A24. Did you say a pass uh, all a around? A pass? Sorry, yes. I'm oh, sorry, yes. Oh. That's a Ooh, big got yes. So Huge I yes. realized I said something wrong before you even spoke because <laughs> your eyes were massive. Listen, listen here. It's not going to do any dollars. Arthurian it's gonna do my dollars never, never sure. does dollars. It does my dollars, though. Yeah. It's a big The Green yes. Knight. Incredibly excited for that. For those of you who don't know, uh, you probably do and you uh, just eliminated it from your memory. You probably read this in eighth grade. Yeah. But uh, The Green Knight is one of the very first, uh, Doge would probably know more about this than me, but one of the very first like epic stories, at least in the medieval age. The Green Knight is is massive adventure, fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and The Green Knight. So probably the name that we're most uh noticeable for, for those of us that might have read it or heard of it. August 6th, The Suicide Squad comes out on August 6th. It's crazy to me that that is this coming weekend. No, yeah. it's next weekend. It's so close. Yeah, incredibly close. It's a yes for me. I'm going to go see that movie. It's uh, a yes for me as well. It's passed for me. I'm going to watch it for free on HBO Max the same day. There you go. August the trailers 13th. honestly look awesome. It looks Don't you have someone in Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. So you don't care about winning. Well, box office. Ball. Listen, if I lose by fifteen dollars, <laughs> then I'm going to be really mad. I didn't go see it in theaters. You know, box office mojo is pretty detailed. <laughs> for those of you at home that aren't playing the game, if you want to follow along, box office mojo is what we follow for that. Let me give you the round out August, and then we'll finish this episode. August thirteenth, Free Guy, Ryan Reynolds, big enormous pass. I'm going to pass on it too. I'm not going to see it in theaters. Remember, a yes or pass for us is if we're going to try and see it, probably within the first three to seven days of it. I'm actually going to actively try to not see it because yeah, it, looks it looks very bad to me. It looks pretty <laughs> terrible. Also the same day, Respect will be released. Um, I will see this movie, so I'm going to yass it. I don't know if it'll be in theaters yeah. for me to see it or if it's exclusive to theaters. I really want to see this. I love Jennifer Hudson uh, on many levels. She is close to, I don't think she's already got an EGOT, but she's close to it. She's getting there. And she's, she could. she's phenomenal. August 20th, we have Paw Patrol, the movie. Uh, I noticed nobody, really nobody drafted that. Pass on that. Yeah, pass on that too. Uh, to round it out though, August 27th, Jordan Peele writing credit. It's different than a producing credit. So a Jordan Peele writing credit. I think this movie actually will make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Candyman, uh, a remake from a, an 80s movie. Candyman comes out on August 22nd with our protagonist, uh, Abdul Mateen, who is on fire mm -hmm. right now with stuff that he is doing. Uh, and I, I, I think I'm going to go see that. I yeah, love what Jordan Peele do does. I'm ready to get a little spooked. I'm down. It looks scared. pretty awesome. I might hold out until October to try and catch it on streaming because that's when I usually cram in all my horror movies for the year. But we'll see. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, we'll see. I feel it. Guys, to end this episode, I want you to tell me about a movie nobody is heard of from one of the actors on your team. Nobody. They're going to hear it here first. 
a movie that's coming out with one of your actors that you think is going to make the difference between winning and losing box office ball? What is everyone else missing out on that only this person is in? I'm Carter, and Aquafina's doing a lot, and she is absolutely all over the place. Shrek 7. What is it, 6? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It's Shrek 7. It's it doesn't Shrek matter. Seven. Six. Shrek 7's coming out, and you know what? The world doesn't care. They're still going to give it the bank. Yeah. Aquafina plays every voice acting role. Yes. Good. Can't, can't explain it Timely. to you. It's going to happen. And that's going to be what makes me the unanimous champion mm. once again, four years in a row, box office ball. I'm Doge. And what you may not know about my favorite actor of all time, Tim Roth, <laughs> is that he is the lead in Eternals 2. And now Eternals 2 is a little different. It rolls right after the credits of Eternals 1, but they, they do double charge your debit card. Uh, and he <laughs> is in the last scene of Eternals 1, and he's actually the only actor in all of Eternals 2. So it's I'm really getting good. Eternals 1 and $2. It's really good. Uh, it's going to be devastating for everyone, really except, really except me and Tim Roth. That's such a good answer. I'm Jordan, and uh, it's Brian Tyree Henry in a movie about a guy who has to pee so bad he needs the podcast to end literally right this second. Goodbye, everybody. Mm. We'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.